So as I'm sitting there, this being appears across from me. And like, I'm not going to say with fanfare, but it felt very dramatic because it was just like, oh, he's here, you know? And he was like, almost, I would say almost seven feet tall. Like he almost touched the ceiling. Like to me, it was almost like he had to hunch a little, but he still looked very elegant. Blue skin, completely blue, wearing blue robes with long sleeves that covered his hands when his hands were down and big black almond shaped eyes. Welcome back. I'm with Persephone May Holloway, an experiencer. Persephone, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to have you on. Okay. So in our long meandering, probably two-hour conversation before this interview started, we (laughs) covered a lot of stuff. So we'll be able to cover it much more efficiently on this, and you won't have to hear all my weird ravings. No, I like the weird ravings. It's good. Okay. So are we in a quickening period? And by quickening, I mean, as we're getting into disclosure, you as an experience have had contact in some way. Yes. So first question is, how does that contact manifest? And then you did answer the quickening question, but if you could elaborate on that after you talk a little bit about, yeah. Yeah. So for me personally, just to put this into perspective, In 2021, I was kind of witchy, but I did not believe in aliens or ET or NHI, whatever you feel comfortable calling it, because I'm not even sure what they are either, and it could be a gamut. But I wasn't even thinking about that. When you say witchy, you mean like Wiccan kind of? Yeah, yeah, I'm not totally like a love and light witch, but yeah, I'm a practicing pagan. So, you know, I was metaphysical into the woo, as you might say. But I was not thinking about any of this. And I want to make that very clear. And in the course of between then and now, like I am now heavily delving into disclosure advocacy and having pretty regular contact. And I would say that even only really started to happen this year. So 2023. So, Mm -hmm. and I am one person and I am aware of multiple other experiencers who, if you want to say awoke or wake, you know, woke up, whatever in 2021, who are kind of going through the same thing. And we're all kind of on this parallel path. And it feels like, more is happening at a rapid rate. And I would say even looking at what's happened with disclosure, like from a non-woo perspective, how quickly it's moved through the government, I don't see things move that quickly. I don't think any of us have. So if you want to parallel it with something that's not woo, there, you know, right there, there's an example of how fast this is moving. How is the contact manifesting for me personally? This gets complicated because for the most part, it seems to be what I would call like dreamlike states, but I am not convinced that they're dreams. Mm -hmm. My first recontact with my entity, I'll say, because again, there's long story there, but my first contact was back in 2021 and I thought I was dreaming, but it very clearly was physical. Like there were aspects of it that seemed physical 
you know, waking up the next day with fully clothed on top of my covers, not something I would do, like things like that, that happen. It's like, okay, I don't think that's a dream, but mentally it feels kind of dreamlike. And this is pretty common with experiencers to the point where we regularly have conversations. Was that astral or was it a physical abduction? And we often can't answer that. We're like, I don't know because mm -hmm. it's impossible to tell. But what we do know is we feel completely conscious, if not like drugged or in a dream state, but we are fully conscious during these times. So my contact comes in the form of these dream states. Often they're pretty early in the morning and I become aware that I'm having a conversation and I'm either physically with or hearing a full conversation that I'm having with this being. And that's a lot of times how I'm getting this contact. And for the skeptics who might be listening, I am fully cleared of all delusional disorders by my therapist. And I go there for my anxiety. We've talked mm -hmm. about it. No delusions, no schizophrenia, nothing, no history of that in my family. No you know, drug not use. On, no, no drug. Alcoholism. I mean, you know, like periodic marijuana use but it's so rare it's like who doesn't these days anyway but these experience like, when you have these experiences not you... when i'm having these experiences right. no and i right. and you know what even if i did i would keep track because i am diligent about keeping track of my experiences like was this a dream experience do i think this was a physical one is is this under the influence of something possibly like i keep track because i know people will come back and be like well was that legit it's like well I don't know, but here, look at the evidence, you know, here's my documentation at least. But yeah, so for me, it's a lot of these sort of almost hypnagogic, is that the right word, states, but they're, mm -hmm. yeah, the information is just so much. And often it takes me days to figure out everything that was said to me because the information comes in such a large amount it's almost like our conversations are compressed into a zip file and left in my head, and then I have to parse it out. When the United States and China clash, the world will never be the same, especially when forces beyond reality threaten to intervene. What if the United States went to war with the People's Republic of China? How would these rivals fight for supremacy on land, sea, air, and across the stochastic streams of time? What wonder weapons would be unleashed? What horrors would emerge from the irradiated sludge of the South China Sea? What heroes would rise and forever change the course of history? Tread into the deepest and darkest dimensions of the multiverse, gaze through a kaleidoscope of fractured realities, and bear witness to the disturbing visions of World War III from today's greatest minds in science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Weird World War, China Available now from Bain Books at Bain.com. And then a lot of times I'll talk to my experiencer friends and they'll be like, I had this really weird thing and there's like weird parallels to stuff that happened with me, you know, synchronicities that we can't explain. And so it just to me adds another layer of real like, nope, couldn't be a dream because why is that happening then? Or man, that's a really weird coincidence if it is. But yeah, that that, that was a long winded answer to your question. <laughs> but that's no, kind of how that so works. Helpful. And then yeah. this this entity that you meet with or that reestablish contact, how do you experience them and how do they reestablish contact? Sure. Like how did you find out that this has been happening your entire life? Yeah, so I knew I'd had paranormal experiences my whole life and I was kind of aware of this entity from my past, but I thought he was like when I was a child, I thought he was Fay. I called him Fay. I was like, oh yeah, he's a Fay being or something from another world, whatever. 
Or, and then I would say like, oh, we're, we had a past life together. And then like, it kind of changed to be like, oh, he's a ghost. Cause like, I didn't know what to make of him. I didn't know what he was. Still don't fully know what he is, but he always had the same appearance to me, except for the very first time I met him. But I just kind of put him out of my life. Like I forgot it. I forgot all my experiences because I was trying to just be a normal person. Like for the majority of my late teens and 20s, I was like, I'm going to just settle down, get married, make a family, whatever. Like, I just wasn't thinking about that stuff. It didn't matter to me. But in 2021, I, again, practicing witch, a friend of mine had an issue in her house where there was this entity playing with their cat. Now, she couldn't see it, but her partner could. And they were basically like, something is throwing a toy to this cat. And like, basically, the cat will take it back and it'll throw it again. Like, it's actively playing with the cat. And her partner, who could see the being, said that it was like a small goblin-like creature or something. And it would hide under the furniture, but he could see it. But she couldn't, even if they were in the same room at the same time. But he often could see things like that. So that's not so weird for him. And so they were like, hey, can you do something about this? Because it's kind of freaking us out. And so I happened to be at their house for another reason. So I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'll kind of feel out if I can feel any weird energy or anything. Like, let me just walk around and check. And they went out of the area and I was alone in the house. And I felt like this, like, smaller presence in the hallway. And I leaned over and I was like, hey, I don't know if you're what's playing with the cat, but you're really freaking my friends out. Do you think you could stop that and, like, leave? And I don't know what possessed me to say this, but I said, tell your boss to come see me, is what I said. To advertise on Through a Glass Darkly, email throughglassdarklyads at gmail.com. Completely forgot about it. This was June 2021. Completely put it out of my head. Did not think about it. My friends didn't tell me they had any more experiences. So either it left them alone or they just didn't care anymore. Whatever. Didn't think about it. I had other stuff on my mind. August 2021 rolls around. I wake up in the middle of the night and I think I'm dreaming, but I'm I'm awake. Like I fully sit up out of bed, get out of bed. I can feel the cold air on my arms, but I'm like, oh, I'm dreaming. And I don't know why I would be dreaming this, you know, and I get up, I go up to my attic and I go and I sit on the guest bed and I knew I was waiting for someone. I just knew I was waiting for someone. So as I'm sitting there, this being appears across from me and like, I'm not going to say with fanfare, but it felt very dramatic because it was just like, oh, he's here, you know, and he was like almost i would say almost seven feet tall like he almost touched the ceiling like to me it was almost like he had to hunch a little but he still looked very elegant blue skin completely blue wearing blue robes with long sleeves that covered his hands when his hands were down and big black almond shaped eyes but they almost seemed to glow blue so i was confused mm -hmm. because they were black but blue it was odd thin nose mouth with lips like a clear mouth and I couldn't tell if he had hair because his robes had a hood up. And I thought he was wearing a headdress. But then I realized it was just like light was coming from behind him, like a really bright light. But he wasn't in silhouette, which didn't make any sense. Because if there was light from behind him, he should have been in silhouette, but he wasn't. I also knew that there was smaller beings with him. I just knew. I couldn't see them, but I knew. I was like, okay, there's something in here with him, but I couldn't see it. And so I'm trying to take this in. And I'm like, 
what a weird dream I'm having up in my attic, you know? And this being is like, you asked to see me. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because I remember June. And I was like, oh, my God. I completely put that out of my head. I was just like, wow. I completely forgot about June. Okay. And something in my mind told me, okay, he's a fae being or something. Because, again, my mind is not on aliens. I'm not on E.T. So despite the fact that he has these almonds, black eyes and kind of fits what people might say as a taller gray or something, that didn't even come into my head. And so I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I did ask to see you. I didn't think that would work. And we're not having this conversation out loud. This conversation is happening completely in my head. And I can hear his voice like he's talking, but his lips aren't moving at all. And I could sense that he was amused. Like, just, he was amused by this whole thing. Like, it was just funny to him. Like, like, oh, great. Okay. You know, like, why, you know, why'd you ask to see me? And I was like, okay, well, look, like, I'm a witch and you're like some kind of fae creature. So, like, let's make a deal. Because, like, this opportunity doesn't happen that often. So, like, let's talk about it. And... I know probably what I would have asked him for, like, you know, oh, I want to publish a book someday. Like, you know, I want to be surrounded by loving family and friends and all this stuff. Like, you know, I know the kind of things I probably would have asked for, but I have no memory of what I actually asked for. And then he kind of listened and he nodded and he was like, we can do that. Okay. And then he asked for whatever he wanted, but I don't remember what he asked for or said. The only thing that I remember was he said something about every 23 days. And he was very, he repeated it three times. He was like, every 23 days, every 23 days. And I was like, okay, I'll remember. And I don't know what every 23 days is. It's just is the thing (laughs) that he said. And he was like, okay, you're going to Ireland in October. And I was like, yes. And he was like, all right, when you go to Ireland on the third day, you'll see something that you know is from me. If you want to keep this agreement leave me something there. You'll know what I'm talking about. And I was like, okay. And he's like, leave me something there and I'll know that you've agreed to this. And I was like, okay. And he was kind of embarrassed and kind of casual. And he's like, would you be opposed to mating with me? And I like laughed at him because I was like, what? Like, what is the wording of that? Like, what do you mean? He was like, you know what I mean? And I was like, I guess I don't care, whatever. Like, okay. And he was like, okay, well, I'll see you in Ireland. And I woke up in my bed downstairs in the morning, fully rested, no memory of the rest of the quote-unquote dream, but I was like, what was that even about? Like, what was that? That's a weird dream. I wrote it down on my phone. I don't know where I wrote it down on my phone, but it was either probably like Google Docs or my phone notes or something. And I know that at that time, I still remembered a lot of the stuff that I had asked for and stuff that he'd said. I was detailed. And I texted my partner at the time about it. Like, I just had this really weird dream I got to tell you about. And neither the note that I made nor the text that I sent remains. We looked for it later. It was not there. The text was gone. It was deleted from both of our phones. Like, we couldn't find it. And the note that I made is just gone. So there's no record of that until months later when I was like, I should check the original notes so that I can put this on Reddit. Because basically what happened was my life completely turned upside down. But I'll get into that. So I go to Ireland. This is for my honeymoon at the time with this guy. We should not have gotten married, but a lot of friends were like, oh, like it's just wedding jitters and you'll get over it and whatever. No, that w- I should, we should not have gotten married. I made a mistake. But part of me feels like that had to happen because I had to go to Ireland. 
things like that happen in my life. That's like, I don't, you know, this may be why that happened. I don't know, but whatever. So I end up in Ireland. And on the third day, we pass a sign for Naknashi. Now, Naknashi is one of the oldest fairy hills in Ireland, probably the oldest that's known. And so there's like a stone cairn on the top of it. So as we're driving past, I'm like, oh my God, we have to go. Stop, 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 stop. That's where we need to go. Where, so where in off. Ireland is it? Like, I don't south, know. Central, maybe? North? I want to say more towards okay. Galway or north. Like, it's like up more, I think. But I don't know, because okay. we were driving. We we drove the whole time we were there, so I don't know. But anyway, we end up at Naknashi, and we go up, and I got to the top of the hill, and I felt like I wanted to take a nap. And it was really weird. I was like, I want to just lay down and go to sleep. And my partner's like, why are you trying to sleep? And I was like sitting like on the ground. I was like physically sitting. And he was just like, whatever. And he left me there for like 10 minutes. And then I got up and I followed him. And I didn't know why I wanted to go to sleep. I just felt very strongly like, oh, I just need to sleep here. And I left something up at the top of the hill that I was like, okay, this seems like a good offering. <laughs> whatever, I'll just leave this. And then we went back down the hill and we went on our way. Now, I'm not sure about the timeline here. I also checked to see if we had any missing time, and I'm unsure is the answer because the estimated amount of time up and down is like two and a half hours, and we were about three hours, so there could have been some missing time, but also we were taking our time. It's a vacation. Like, I'm not going to be policing like, oh, we had missing time. And, like, I don't know. I can't say that for sure. I know a storm rolled in and kicked us out. And we were like, oh, God, we got to go. There's thunder coming. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. So anyway, we we go back to the hotel and we're both exhausted. We're just exhausted. Like we had plans that night. I was pretty loose with the scheduling, but we we were just like, all right, whatever. We'll just take a nap. I had this dream where this entity comes for me, but he looks human now. And he's like, I'm going to take you to my castle under the fairy hill. And I'm like, great, let's go. But as he's walking me around this place, my vision kept shifting and I kept seeing metallic hallways. And he would be like, here's my grand four poster bed. And I was like, it's a padded table. But like, it would like kind of switch. Like, I was like, what is going on here? I don't understand. And my partner was sitting on a bench, completely naked, staring straight ahead, like totally just gone just gone. And I kind of looked over at him and I was like, is he okay? And he was like, oh yeah, he's fine. Don't worry about him. Like, he's fine. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, I'm having a grand old time here. This is great. And I wake up in the hotel. We've had three hour, four hour nap and we're like, okay, now we're hungry. Let's go to dinner. I never asked him if he had the same dream or if I did, I don't remember what he said. I do know that he didn't want to talk about it. And his thing was always like, I don't remember my dreams. So I was like, all right, whatever, fine. And we don't really talk anymore. So I can't really ask him like, hey, do you remember that? Like, no. So that was that weirdness. And then November 1st hit and it was like just something in my world just shifted. Like, I can't explain it, but it just felt like something had changed drastically. And I know a lot of experiencers who, again, like woke up in November of that year. So it's interesting because it's like the timing is just odd. So I go back home and my whole life flips. My job changes. We get divorced. We shouldn't have gotten married to begin with, but we get divorced. My whole friend group goes with him because of situations. So my whole life just turned upside down. But it ended up being for the better because... After that, I started looking for something to do. I started looking into remote viewing. 
I took classes with Lori Williams. Yep, I, I, I've interviewed yeah, her. Yeah, you've done yeah. those too. Nice. Okay. I, yeah, she's yeah. great. So I did remote viewing classes, which started to expand my consciousness. I felt like things were different. I started to look into Reiki, but at that point, I didn't start it. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts about paranormal stuff, and I saw one with Terry Lovelace, and I hadn't ever heard it, and it was an older podcast, but I was like, oh, let me listen to this. And he got to the part where he was talking about him and his friend Toby falling asleep while hiking. And I was like, God, that reminds me of my time in Ireland. Well, that's really weird. And then he's talking about his experiences on the ship. And I'm like, something about this is hitting me weird. And I don't know what it is, but it's making me think there's something I'm not remembering that I've forgotten. Like, there's something wrong here. And so I reached out to the experiencer community on Reddit. And by now, this is the beginning of 2023. So that was like a year of figuring things out, basically. 2023, I post on the experiencer community like i had this really weird experience in ireland and this being and i don't know what this is and so a lot of people come back and are like oh this sounds like you might have had an abduction experience you should look into it well has he been in contact with you before and i was like i don't know i don't have any memory and so they're like well you should get hypnotized like you should get put under and regress so you can remember and i was doing my research into it and they were like you need to check with your therapist i have a regular therapist i have for years and so i was like all right, well, I'll ask her if I'm good to go. So I was like, hey, am I delusional? Do I have any delusional disorders that I should worry about before getting put under? And she was like, no, do it. No, if you think this will help, go. And I was like, cool, all right, I'm going to do that. And I reached out to Lori McDonald because I found her listed as a MUFON person. And the real reason I went for her, it wasn't so much that I was suspecting like, oh, alien abduction. It was that she was open to people who had had paranormal experiences. And I was pretty convinced that a lot of these were paranormal. So I was like, I'm going to try this out and see how this goes. And so I reached out to her and we had a Skype call. And she was like, you know, I'm all the way in California, but I can sense that you you were very strong psychically, like you have a lot of ability. And she was like, rather than a regression... I would recommend that you do something to open up your natural abilities so that you remember on your own. But she's like, but if you want to do a regression, we can. And I was like, no, that one, that sounds good because I have multiple experiences and I'm remembering stuff from my childhood now that I'm not sure about. So let's check this out. So she does that. Really quick, not to interrupt the flow. No, sorry. Apologies. No, I should stop more often anyway. <laughs> People who are watching this aren't going to see it, but when we record these, I can see your name and I can see what's next to your name. You have, I'm not going to pronounce it right, but you have S-I-D-H-E. It's literally pronounced she, S-I-D-H-E, but it's she, but it's fairy. Yeah. Yeah. There's the fairy mounds are associated with, is that how it's pronounced the in she. Gaelic? The yep. she? Which is why I did it kind of as a joke, like she, her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you were explaining that story and that's kind of exactly the context where the she would, I don't know, manifest or whatever. It's like the Tuanadan or something yep. like that. Yep, you um, are correct. Uh, any Irish in your blood? Yes, I'm mostly Irish. And what my bloodline on the Irish side is actually one of the oldest Irish families. And most of them were killed out by the English. But ironically, my English side was the ones who did that because I am related to the English royal bloodline as well. So I have both. But yes, very old, old Irish name, like very old clan. So 
That's interesting. Oh, okay. S- sorry to interrupt, but I- I'm just trying to make ties that maybe my delusional mind. You're not, not it's but. not because no, I know we've had discussions amongst the experiencer community that there's a high Irish population with experiencers, like just a lot of Irish blood. We did notice. I don't think that's the connection, but it's interesting. There's also a lot of oh, negative blood types as well. It's just, there's a lot of little things where we're like, that's odd. Like we all have that connection or a lot of us have red hair or green eyes. Like, hmm, okay. I don't think it's necessarily what's causing it, but it's an interesting link. You know, well, I mean, look, again, I, this is complete and utter speculation, yeah. <laughs> but it could be certain bloodlines, certain genetic markers or whatever that if there has been a presence here for thousands, if not millions of years, maybe there are certain groupings or visitors, entities, whatever you want to call it, that have ties. Or agreements with those original families, which is what I was thinking. That could be something, too. All right, anyway, you're going to get a regression. Yeah, so she does this psychic opening thing, and nothing happened afterwards for me. And I was kind of frustrated because I was like, dang, I really thought that was going to give me something. I thought I was going to remember stuff, and I got upset because I was like, oh, why? But she was going to do an inner child healing session with me as well. So I was like, well, I'll go to that because maybe that'll do something. And at the end of it, she's like, okay, you're going to give a gift to your child self because it's a healing, grounding thing, and it's going to be an object that matters to both of you. And so I was doing that, and I was like, well, that's weird. Like, in the hypnosis, I was like, well, that's weird. And she's like, what? what?" And I was like, well, she's giving me something. And I could hear her, like, hesitate. Like, that's not normal. But she was like, okay, well, what is she giving you? And I was like, it's a floating metal sphere that's painted blue. And she was like, okay. And, like, we kept going. Well, after that session, it was like the floodgates just opened and I started free writing all the memories that I was getting. And it was like seven pages of like, oh, I was abducted when I was nine and here's what happened. And there was this floating sphere and I started writing everything. And as soon as I was done with it, I was like, I need to look at my childhood diaries. I need to go back and I need to check this because this feels significant. And I had packed them all up in a box. They were in my basement. So I had to dig it out and I pulled them all out and I started going through. And there were three entries from when I was 12 where I was like, yes, I was abducted by aliens. And when I was nine years old, and I had no memory of writing this. I had zero memory of writing this. And I was like, what? And I was reading the account and it's pretty similar to what I wrote currently. There's some small differences, but the gist, like what was said, everything was pretty much the same. But what got me was I referenced a padded table. And I remembered from Ireland that I had said, that's not a bed, that's a padded table. And that just little thing, that was what sent me into ontological shock. And I actually was curled up on my bed crying that day because I was like, oh my God, this is real. Oh my God, this is real. Like it just hit me so hard. And for me, that was what I needed, I guess, to understand. But it wasn't too long after that, that I got covid And then I was getting better and I was still kind of feverish and I was asleep, but I felt like I was levitating off the bed and I was like, oh God, I'm having a fever dream or something like, I don't know what's happening right now. And I was just in this place and, you know, I didn't feel out of it. I felt fully awake and I was like, this is not normally how it is. I just knew this isn't normally how it is. And I was sitting on this padded table under a bright white light. 
that move. It wasn't stationary. And I'm in this kind of cyberpunk-esque room because it's like the lighting was very neon purple and pink, which I love. That's a color scheme that I like. And I couldn't tell where the lighting was coming from. It just was kind of like lit this way. Carpeted-ish or padded floor. There was a black couch-like thing, but it didn't have cushions. It was just one piece. There was a full grand piano in there, and there was a plant in there that kind of looked like a monstera, but not quite. And there was a window, which I could see just stars outside the window. And I'm sitting here, and I realized that this entity is in the room with me that I knew instantly was the same as the blue entity, but he looked human. He was fully human-looking. And had long black hair, blue eyes. And the thing with his eyes, when he's in his human form, I compare them to Richard Harris, because that's the only comparison I could think of, like an actor who has super blue eyes, like back in the days of Camelot, like Technicolor, how blue they made his eyes. They're like that blue, Mm -hmm. but they also almost seem to glow. There's a bioluminescence to them, you know? And... I was talking to him and I was just like, wow, like I've been here before. And he's like, yes, you have. And I was like, okay, this has happened before. And he's like, yes. And I was like, I thought that if I was abducted or something, it would be like, I couldn't remember things or like I was totally out of it. And I was like, but I'm starting to realize that I have a whole separate set of knowledge when I'm here that I don't have when I'm back home. It's almost like there's two me's, but it's not. It's just like I have a different set of skills and knowledge that I don't get to bring back with me when I'm here. And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay. And I'm like walking around touching everything and it feels real. Like it feels real to my hand. The piano feels like a piano. And I'm just like, where, like, where is this? And he's like, this is a room that we meet in because it's more comfortable for you to meet here and talk and i'm like okay and then he sits me down and that's the point when he's like look i know you're really excited but like we have an important conversation to have and i was like okay and he's like you understand that it's not normally like this and we can't communicate like this normally and i was like yes and he was like okay i want open contact you want open contact i represent and i lead a faction of entities. I don't know that he said entities, but he might have said people. I'm not sure how he phrased it. But he said, I lead a faction that is pro-open contact with humanity. And he was like, this year is going to be a big year for humans in regards to this topic. And he was like, if you want this as much as I do, you're going to go back and you're going to tell everyone your stories and you're going to show your face. And I was like, okay. And he was like, all right. And he was like, on your world you have problems with the younger and the older generation fighting each other they don't get along always and they disagree he's like i'm of a younger generation those of the older generation and he specified i don't want you to think of it age old just like those who think this way they want secrecy because that's the way that it's always been but we want open contact and he was like there's currently negotiations going on because we would like open contact And he said, it's happening on your planet within your own factions as well, right now as we speak. And so he said, so we're going to send you back, but just keep this in mind as things go forward and remember what I've told you, because it doesn't mean anything to you right now, but it's going to mean something to you. 
And then after that, we got into an off-topic discussion about telepathic society and how relationships are formed. Like, I can go into detail if you want, but I also wrote it all down. But basically, it was telepathic society works different from humanity. And he feels bad because he's like, humans don't know who they're meant to be with, like relationship-wise. It's really hard for people. He's like, for our youth in a telepathic society, youth often make mistakes just like everyone. And there's drama and it's like a whole thing. He's like, but it comes to a point where you know each other on such an inward level that you just know like you're meant to be with that person. Like you understand it intrinsically. And he's like, or more than one person, like, we're not like, we're not, (laughs) people aren't necessarily monogamous. That's not a thing here. But he was like, you know, the people that you're meant to be with. And and that's your family, your group. And he's like, and it's, it's sad that you don't have that connection yet. I think he did even mention at the time, he was like, humanity has such potential that they don't even fully understand yet, but they will. And I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) This is wild. And then he's like, you know, there are some entities that, Oh, because I had said, how do relationships work with lying? And he's like, well, you really can't lie to each other. He's like, but not when you're telepathic like that. He's like, but, you know, you can learn how. He's like, there's ways around it. He's like, but it's really frowned upon. And I was like, well, okay, so what happens if someone does? And he's like, well, oftentimes they're given a choice to change and reform and we'll help them or they're exiled. And then I was like, well, what happens to them then? He's like, often they go to Earth. And start messing with people. And I was like, well, that's messed up. And he's like, you wonder why things are the way they are now? Like, I makes sense. You know, he's like, you got sociopaths running around. Yeah, there would be a huge inversion in society if humans suddenly found themselves telepathic. It would be a source of extreme instability in the short term. Because all the people who are, not all, but many of the people who are running things are pathological liars, right? So you would have a total inversion of who's in charge yeah. and who's not. Uh, look, I welcome it. It would be fantastic. <laughs> I know. I do, too. I'm like, I'm all for telepathic future. Please come forward. I'm ready. It, it would I, be tough for a lot of people. And yeah, a lot of would. people would be exiled. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's emotional. I can get into this another time, but there's emotional aspects to it, too, because in a telepathic society, you have to be very aware of your own emotions so humans if this is in your future in general humanity if this is in the future for us it's like you have to get in touch with yourself and understand how to control yourself and your emotions because otherwise you're putting that on everybody around you because if you get angry guess what so does everybody around you or not necessarily get angry but they feel feel that so i think A lot of times when experiencers or people are like, well, why are they so cold? Like they'll have experiences with these entities and they're like, well, they don't have any emotions and they're so cold. It's not that they don't have them. It's that they've learned how to control them because they live in a society where like that's actually a thing. And if you're in a professional setting, like just think of it from a corporate standpoint, are you going to like walk into the middle of the room and start screaming in the middle of your office? You're probably going to get thrown out. And most of the time, these entities are working. They're here professionally, really. Like, they're not necessarily here, I mean, sometimes, but they're not here on a personal thing. It's like they're doing a job a lot of the time. So that's just something to think about. Anyway, so moving on. So he was like, yeah, so a lot of times they come there and you have a lot of sociopaths who team up and run around and cause havoc on Earth. And it's unfortunate, I think is how he phrased her. Like, it's unfair. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't seem right. Now I understand he was introducing concepts for later, but then I didn't understand why we were having that conversation or especially around this topic. I didn't get it then. I wasn't involved. I didn't know what was going on. And so I was like, okay. And 
this other being comes in, which I had seen before in past experiences, but I realized it in that moment. And it was what people would call a mantid being. So it was like a green insectoid face, black eyes. And he was furious. And he was like, she can't be awake like this. What are you doing? We can't do this. She has to be asleep. And he injected me with some yellow liquid in a syringe. And I'm starting to black out and my entity is catching me. And I forget what I said to him, but I was like, what's your name? Because at this point, I hadn't connected that he was the entity from my childhood. And so I was like, what's your name? And he was like joking. He was like, Errol Flynn. And I was like, that's not your name. <laughs> like, like, you know, but the one thing that I noted before I passed out was a piece of his jewelry caught the light and it impressed upon me really strongly, this piece of jewelry. And I passed out and I woke up the next day and I was like, well, that was a weird dream, but I don't think that was a dream. Like it felt so real like it felt it was real but i just i couldn't come to terms with it i was like i don't know what just happened so i posted that also in the experiencer community and at that point i had fiona harris reach out to me who i've become very good friends with now and she runs a clear path healing she does hypnosis and things like that and energy work and she was like hey we should talk because she likes to help new experiencers so that's kind of what was happening she and i started having conversations about it but what I realized, because I was doing the remote viewing class at that point, was that this entity had given me that piece of jewelry because I'm able to remote view that piece of jewelry and connect with him. Now, I can't see where he is unless he lets me. I can only sense him and his emotions. That's it. It's just like a way for me to check in. So after that experience, I didn't have anything happen for two weeks, like two whole weeks of just silence. So it was almost like I felt like, oh, I must be crazy. But then it was like as soon as two weeks was over, I had another dream. He's back. We're having another conversation. It's not as strongly real as the last time. And I feel really heavily drugged. And that happens with most of our experiences. So part of me feels that's the norm of what's supposed to happen, quote unquote, because we're not in a stage of open contact or whatever. But so, you know, he's talking to me and he basically told me like, yeah, like I got reprimanded. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I wasn't supposed to do that. That was cheating. I'm not supposed to give you a way to reach out. Like that's, you know, it's like giving someone a cell phone, like here, call me whenever you need me. It's like, we're not supposed to do that. He's like, so I got in trouble. I wasn't allowed to talk to you for a while. And I was like, okay. you know. <laughs> and he's like, there are a lot of rules. And I was like, can you tell me about the rules? And he was like, no. And I was like, thanks. Great. Cool. So most of my experiences are like that and have been since then. Like, I'll just suddenly have a very vivid dream like that. And we'll have a conversation and he'll pass on information and then it'll continue on. But pretty much since the beginning of this year, that's how it's been. Now, there's been a couple times that were different. In mm -hmm. May, it was either late May or right at the beginning of June. But it was before the Grush hearing, the News Nation interview. It was because his that was in July. So it was before his interview in June, which caught most of us by surprise. I had an experience and my entity said something to the effect of, well, June is coming. And now I was going on a kind of human-initiated contact excursion with my friends out to the middle of nowhere. So I thought he was talking about that. I was like, oh, cool. Like, maybe I'll see stuff. I did see stuff. I have some pictures. But I was like, all right, I guess that's what he's talking about. But he was just like, no, I just, I need you to be ready because June is coming. And the conversations that we've had are going to start making more sense to you. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. And then the grush stuff dropped. So I was like, oh, that's what he meant. He wasn't talking about my trip at all. 
just as a side note on the trip, we definitely saw some weird lights that were not on radar. It was very weird. And we got a couple pictures from a trail cam of a very strange light in the sky. Now I've shown it to some people and they're kind of like, I really can't tell what that is. And I was like, all I know is this is a dark sky preserve. So I don't know what that is, but that's the majority of what we got. We had issues with our cameras getting turned off. Like we left cameras out that got switched off. I had an infrared camera that the battery kept dying. I would charge it. And at one point I actually found it unplugged from the wall. So something did not want to be filmed. It was just, it did not want to be filmed. So I was like, all right. But yeah, that was June. And then everything with the hearing happened in July. And during this time I had made a friend who was military or government more like but we had met online and we had started talking and they had implied that they knew stuff that was going on and oh i'm a whistleblower and you know like you have to take everything with a grain of salt especially as an experiencer because people will reach out to you and try to mess with you so i was like oh this person's probably messing with me but they just knew too much they knew a lot about me they were able to repeat back verbatim conversations that i had had in range of my cell phone but not online or with anyone else and they mentioned a dream that i had only told my partner about like in person and had not told anyone else so like it was weird it was weird it was like okay you you clearly know something did they um, identify what branch they were or they did but i don't know if i should say i have not said yet what branch they are now they, um, they, they disappeared though right they yeah so what i was getting at was around this time this person was getting nervous and I could tell they were getting nervous because originally we were like, yeah, we'll talk. Maybe you could come on my podcast someday because I started up a pod. I was going to start up a podcast for experiencers at the time. And they were like, I can't talk to you anymore. Like, they don't like the way this conversation is going because we're being monitored. And I was like, well, I figured. And then the, all communication just ceased from this person. And so around that time, I was starting to feel like what everyone was feeling, kind of that just that growing need to do something. And I felt so helpless and I was so frustrated. And I was like, I need to get more involved. I don't know how to get more involved, but I want to get more involved. And it was almost like, I want to say this is like August by this point, a whole bunch of groups just came out of the woodwork to form grassroots disclosure organizations. And so I joined one of these groups and someone pulled me from that group into another one because they're like, we're more active, come to us, we're doing more. And I started letter campaigns and I started doing all this work. And meanwhile, I'm still having these contact experiences and my entity is starting to clue me in a little more. And I also came to the conclusion, like, this is part of the work that I'm meant to do. I'm going to be somewhere between them and people, but I don't really know how that's going to work. And the term exopolitics started to come into my head and I didn't know what that was, but I was like, I would like to get involved with that then if that's what I'm supposed to do. and. Basically, it just snowballed into me wanting to start this podcast and talk to people about disclosure and post-disclosure. And then people just came out of nowhere. Some of these people, I don't even know where they came from. And they were helping me like, oh, I'll help you get your website. I'll help you get your Discord set up. I'll help you get this set up. And people just started helping me. And I just started having people come to me, like wanting to talk to me. And yes, like I was networking and I was talking to people. And it's how we got Steve Bissett was I just reached out. And it's kind of, you know, it's what he does. He likes to come talk about disclosure on shows and stuff. But it was just, everything just fell into my lap at once. And things don't happen like that for me. Like I've always had to work really hard in life to get anywhere with anything. And so it's just, it was odd. Like it's strange. 
And then we were talking beforehand, like synchronicities keep cropping up even now. And it's just, there's, I, I don't know. It just feels like going back to the initial question way back at the beginning, it feels like everything is accelerating at a rate. And this is my personal experience, but I'm not the only one having it. A lot of people are. And I don't know what it means, but from what my entities told me, it sounds like it's aiming towards disclosure. That's really the goal, the end goal here. So, yeah. Going back to this military person. Yeah, this person. Could, I don't know what to make of this person, <laughs> to be honest you, with you. But they're gone now. They're completely they're gone. gone. I can't. I, I tried reaching back out to them how we were communicating and nothing. Nothing at all. Did you get the did you get the sense that they were working for our government or somebody else? Ours. I know that well, if what they said was true, they said they were working for ours and they claim that they're working in one of these programs that everybody's talking about. That's what and so that's the other thing too, is I'm like, why approach me? Because at that point I'm not anybody. Like it was just weird, you know? And so that's why I was leaning towards, oh, somebody's like playing a prank on me, but then they knew so much. I was like, how do they know so much though? Are they Air Force? Then Navy's the only other one that's kind of gets well, stuff. They were a scientist working in a program. I'll put it that way. Oh, so not not a not uniform. Yeah, personnel. I said military, but like not. Yeah, they they are they're civilian branch within something. So I'll tell more later if I can, if and when I can. Like I want to, because I would ideally what I'd like to do is just put out all the communications I've ever had from these people. But I don't want to risk anything until post disclosure because. I don't want to get got just because I said something I shouldn't have said, you know, or leaked something that I shouldn't have leaked early, you know. And it's not like they told me anything significant anyway. So <laughs> they really didn't. It was well, all related I think to me and my situation, which was still weird. Well, but, yeah, that's what's yeah. more interesting is that they were yeah. monitoring your conversation, which they have the technology to monitor everyone's yeah. cell phone. In fact, they collect everything, right? They just don't necessarily monitor it. So they would have had to specifically monitor those conversations they would have had to have access to an nsa database but i'm sure they if they had high enough clearance they probably could have made a request but you said they also monitored i uh, um, conversations that you had in real time yeah in real time so one of the conversations that they hinted at having heard was i was in a grocery store talking to someone and they referenced parts of that conversation so it's like were they physically there with me like how did they know like it it's, was just it's, weird. it's either that or they can geolocate other people who have cell phones in um, that and area in. yeah and maybe. then they can they don't even you don't even need to have your cell phone on but they can listen in on but again why me like why it's just it's so weird. right you said something like you, know, you had trigger words right i mean if you do you have a youtube channel not, not at that point i didn't so there are times when I'll show you a real world example. So sure. there's certain keywords that organizations, either government, maybe non-governmental entities are constantly monitoring, right? Well, actually, I'll show you. I'll show you after, but I can talk okay, about it. But fair. Uh, but we were talking about Chris Robinson. I was interviewing yeah. Chris Robinson in one particular episode and there's a retention graph, right? And as someone watches or listens to a video, people will drop off a certain percentage right. of the, and there's this conversation that I was having with them. It was like, you know, dropping a normal drop off. And all of a sudden it goes from like 33% kind of in the last third of the video, it jumps up to 
jumps and then just drops back down. And I'm like, what were we talking about in that piece? And we were talking about him not paying taxes when he was working for MI5, MI6, <laughs> or so I thought. And around then, we were talking about that, but he was talking about this transition during a period of time when the British government was digitizing everything. So there was no easy way to kind of avoid paying taxes. Yeah. He actually had to start reporting income because of this. So he put something like his majesty's reward money and they flipped out. They're like, how dare you, right? But that's not why it spiked. He was talking about other things that happened during the transition, right? It's like, you know, before this transition, because they had to find new ways to do things that they were able to do using old ways. And he's like, they had to have a way for their informants not to pay taxes. They they had a way for you to vote in other people's names. And that particular phrase was when it spiked. So the government is monitoring on yeah. you know people who are having conversations about voter fraud and things like that. That's just one example. Another example is during the Soul Foundation. I put another video out where I have a three-hour video. It's over three hours, live stream, et cetera. Same thing. Toward the end, it's, you know, <laughs> when you get to like the third hour, it's like 15%. It spikes to 68% and then comes back down. I'm like, what on earth is this? And I went to it and it was a point at which my colleague and I, because I, you know, brought somebody who was with me at the Soul Foundation. Yep. We were talking about the timeline. The disclosure timeline. Yep. So I get that a lot of people would be interested in that and forwarding around and stuff like that. But there is also some algorithm out in cyberspace that is looking for key terms about disclosure timelines. So maybe. 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 That's interesting. But, yeah, I, I definitely would have been talking about disclosure topics at that point so i guess maybe but it's just yeah it's i mean this was literally last week like this is in almost in near real time no i'm saying to me maybe for listening into me back in the spring it's just odd so the things that i can say that this person said that like because again also if they were telling me things i don't want to spread disinformation so that's the other half of it like yeah they told me some stuff that's like way out there but i can't prove it i'm not a scientist they are and also, there is that fear of like, I don't want to say the stuff that they said just in case, since they did disappear off the face of the planet, you know, like, I don't want that. But one of the things that they said that was really interesting was they said, oh, your entity is like known already. Like, we know about your entity. And I was like, what do you mean it's known? And they're like, well, like he was known to us before. And I was like, what does that even mean? And I tried to like ask questions around it, but like they wouldn't tell me. And then they were like, well, he doesn't work with the government. And I was like, well, I didn't think that he would. Like, <laughs> it seems kind of antithetical to everything that he stands for, but okay. But that but makes that them, was just that, odd. That makes them super nervous. Anything that they can't control, ha- control, which to be fair, that's their job. Their job is to protect yeah. people. And anything that they can't control or they don't know about could be a potential threat in their eyes. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what I took it as. I was like, okay, let's look at this from an intelligence standpoint. Even if there's a chance, like if my contact is real, I'm having contact with a foreign person. Like if you want to put it into terms, I'm having contact with a foreign entity that is enacting things on American soil. So of course you're going to monitor that. Like it makes sense, you know? Right. Let's put it in a more conspiratorial term. Sure. Analogy, right? Imagine if there was 
a Russian, and the Russian was going around to all these Second Amendment groups and just forming all these groups, and they're gradually getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And just wants people to exercise their Second Amendment rights and this and that. That would make the U.S. government super nervous. Yeah. So just replace the Russian with an entity that an entity from is beyond space and time that we uh, don't understand. And it's probably harmless. It's probably a good thing. But if there is a 0.1% chance it's not, that's their job to figure out. It's not like there's, there's yeah. probabilities, but there's also impact. Right. Yeah. And that's why they would be a little concerned. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I have experienced their friends who have had man and woman and black experiences themselves. You know, I like I've had cars like weird cars follow me around. I had a black truck with the windows blacked out and bright LEDs almost run me off a road. Like I've had some weird stuff, but no one's ever walked up to me and been like, so you should stop talking about those A's. Like nobody's come up to me and said that. This is probably completely unrelated, but I have to throw it out there. So growing up across the border in Pennsylvania, there was this place that is in Beaver Valley near where all the DuPonts live and stuff like that. There was this okay. place they called the Cult House. It's a place on Cosert Road. And it was a place where the trees were literally growing away from it. Mm, okay. And again, this is like an urban legend. And teenagers would go there and they would frequently be chased by a black Bronco with stadium lights. Mm-hmm. But anyway, just who knows? It's probably unrelated. I was. It's not. It wasn't near the Pennsylvania border that this happened, right? No, no. Okay. I was. It was near that. my house actually, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. well. I was. I was on a. I had to take a different road home, which was odd. And I turned down a dark road, and then this truck just came out of nowhere. I honestly don't know where it came from. Like I think it, I pulled off a side road or from a neighborhood or something, but like it was just mm-hmm. on my ass, and I was like, no, I'm sorry. So on my tail, and it was bad. That's really the only experiences that I've had feeling maybe somebody was monitoring or whatever, but I'm more on the fence. I don't think it was a troll because they knew too much. They knew too much for it to be a troll, in my opinion, because how would a troll hack my phone or follow other people? You would have to have so much equipment to do that. I'm hesitant to say troll, so I've kind of ruled that one out. I don't know, though. My other thought is it's quite possible that this could have been another non-human entity i don't know that's just my other thought is it could be another non-human entity but in which case why what was the point of that interaction and i really can't figure out a motivation for it like i can i can i I think what again we have to accept that we don't know right we don't know but before the, the interview started you had mentioned and this actually raises a a really good segue the existence of factions just like humans there are factions so just stay with me if it were another kind of non-human entity involved maybe it's another faction maybe it's a faction that doesn't or has a different take on disclosure and things like that so that would be one motivation if i just kind of came off you know yeah. off my head but with factions Say more about that, because we didn't really get into that at all. True. So I don't know much about it. I just know from what my entities mentioned. But it sounds like there's multiple factions. 
it sounds like primarily the one that my entity's with by what I understand. And actually, he literally told me this last night to say today. So great. He said that part of his faction's purpose is to help humanity evolve and ascend is what he said, how he phrased it. There are other factions that this is me saying there are other factions who do not want that and are acting more in a self-interest, selfish manner. My entity implied, oh, he actually implied in March back in this original conversation that there there were agreements that had been made with humans on Earth that have to do with some of these factions. What that is, I don't know. I'm going to say misaligned factions that may not have humanity's best interest in mind. Some of them may be Look, if there are any humans that are keeping the rest of the species behind or holding them back because they made certain agreements by themselves. Look, I don't know all the information, but my gut instinct tells me that if you're one of those people listening, you are a dirtbag. <laughs> In my opinion. Look, I, I might not know the full picture. Maybe it was to protect somebody. But given the way that our political elites behave, things like that, I doubt they have altruistic motivations. Let's just and, and I'll just say to those attempting to obscure humanity from the truth, you are on the wrong side of history. And the time is going to come for you to have to make a choice. What side do you want to be on? Because, you know, the time is now. You can still help us instead, you know. But, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no, no, don't be, get me wrong. Like, again, I have no personal knowledge, at least direct. Plenty of weird things can happen, but all of those things would sound as much of a reach if you explain them away than if I just told you kind of these interactions I told you about beforehand. So I fully acknowledge that there could be a reality where all this stuff is real. There could be a reality where it's all part of one elaborate strategic deception that the United States Crazy is- psyop, if so. If so, like, honestly, it's so well done because how did you even get people like me involved? Right. Like, how did you do that? Good right, job. Right, right. But, but I, have to, I have to acknowledge it, right? Yeah, it, no, like, of course. It's a possibility. I think it's a very low- and there are elements of what we're seeing that are almost certainly part of strategic deception. Disinformation. Right? Oh, yeah. Where yeah. CIA might use the reality of what's going on to hide some other covert program, et cetera. So there's a lot of noise. The question is, is how big is the signal or is the noise much bigger than the signal? So then there's a reality where... We don't really know whose interests are aligned with our interests. Mm-hmm. Right. We just, I, I mean, I certainly don't know. So I'm reminded of the, and again, I don't endorse this, but I'm reminded of the scene in Independence Day. <laughs> oh, no. Right. The lady there... on top of the roof. I'm the yeah. lady with the sign. I am that lady. That's me. I'm like, yay, my enemies. No, here. but oh, I'm not no. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you are because you no, haven't you haven't had any negative experiences that would at least that you've told me no, that I, would indicate yeah. that there is any harm meant. No. But some of those factions, as you noted, aren't necessarily in alignment with disclosure. No, and and I have friends who have had very negative experiences with entities, so I'm aware that it exists, and I'm definitely not one of those, like, I'm not somebody who's going to ever say, like, all NHI are good. Like, that is not a belief that I have. I I do not think that, but 
I think it's like saying all people are good. Well, yeah, exactly. And they are just people. And that's kind of, that's kind of something I want to bring up is they are just people. Like they may have technology or abilities or whatever that seem beyond us, but they are just people. And we need to realize that when thinking about interacting with them so that you don't fall into the trap of just mindless worship either or mindless trust or distrust really they're just people you have to approach it somewhat diplomatically okay who are you what's your motivation here you know and i've thought about it for my entity like i've gone back and forth since this year started like you know originally i was like oh maybe he's tricking me or like you know but like i kind of worked through it and also like i've had some psychic impressions with him that i don't believe he's lying to me and i've had some memories from my childhood where he was there for me when i needed him just to comfort me and let me know things were going to change and it was going to get better. And if he hadn't done that, now I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I trust him. But like because of moments like that, I'm fairly certain in my trust of him. But what are these factions doing? What does it mean for humanity to evolve and ascend? Like that's the kind of stuff where it's like you want to start thinking about it. But I think we're kind of seeing that now. We're exploring human consciousness. We're exploring these new paradigms let's use fancy terms that everyone's using now and i truly think like funny you mentioned that yeah i just did it in an interview really. it won't appear on the same day as this one but i did it you know i batched these interviews and do them all in one sure. day and it was with stephen bassett and there's an organization that danny sheehan i think is revisiting and it's called new paradigm yep I anyway, I just wanted to, yeah. I wanted to acknowledge these synchronicity, but continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, but no, 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 you didn't. It's fine. But I think that we are moving. So as Steve Bissett said, actually, in an interview with us, like it looks like humans might be able to go to interstellar travel within the century. And if we are going out there with intentions of harm, I don't think these other entities want us out there. So like humanity does need to make a shift in general. And that's something that I was going to say was I know his factions interests are things are changing for the better for us. Like they can change for the better, but we just need to surrender to the concept of growing together as a society you know, to stop separating ourselves by race, color, creed, country. The time is coming for this great shift in consciousness And that time is now. And if we want to go forward and join these other groups that may be out there, which, you know, I believe they are, we have some work to do because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be like, cool, now we can all just hang out. No, that's not how it works, you know. So that's just my personal thoughts and my entity's thoughts. But that's what I'm hoping will happen is we get to a point where we're able to be better as humanity in general. Because it's not working as is. Why don't we end this here and then talk about in the next episode what you think the timeline is based on your communication and what people should expect to see to the extent that you know it going forward. Okay. I'll do what I can. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thank you very much, Persephone. (laughs) It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. If you enjoyed today's video, please hit like and subscribe and also hit the notification button so you can be notified whenever I post new content. Thank you. Now, if you're enjoying the channel and you want to support it, there are several things you can do. In fact, there are five things you can do. The first thing you can do is just buy my books. 
I got plenty of books out in the market right now, and I would prefer that folks buy a book rather than giving me direct support because they get something out of it. They have a real tangible product. The second way you can support me is by becoming a member on YouTube or becoming a patron on Patreon. And just go to either site and it'll explain everything. Third way you can support the channel is by checking out my merch site, which is here. There's plenty of stuff that you could get to support the channel. And I'd appreciate that you, you have it and you can wear it. Not only do you help support the channel, but you also help promote the channel. And I appreciate that. The fourth way that you can support the channel, and this is really easy, is anytime you want to buy something on Amazon, literally just go to the description below and click on any link, literally any link. The channel gets a cut of that, and it costs you no extra money. You just go through the link as I'm part of the Amazon Affiliates Club. The fifth and final way you can support the channel is through donations. Now, I don't prefer these because it's more of an expression of gratitude, but you don't really get anything out of it as a subscriber to the channel. However, if you decide to do these options, there's two options. There's Buy Me a Coffee, which is a separate site, and there's also you can go through YouTube with either a Super Chat, Super Sticker, or a Super Thanks. Again, I prefer Buy Me A Coffee because that organization takes less money than Amazon does. But either way, I appreciate any support you are willing to give the channel. So thank you very much and keep watching. I really appreciate it.